Washington football. Woo! Everybody, and welcome to the Burgundy Zone. I am your host, Kyle, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Michael Hall and Michael Reed. But we are also joined by very special guest and fellow podcaster, Todd from the Tay and Todd podcast. Thank you for joining us, sir. It's, it's about time we got you on. Sir. I, I know. Thank you for having me. Like I said, I feel like I've been on here with y'all, even though I haven't. So it's good to finally be on here. Thanks for having me. Of course. And we have so much to get into, Todd. And the first thing we're going to get into is the biggest news from the weekend. You know, Twitter blew up with the Matt Stafford being traded to L.A. in exchange for Jared Goff. So let me get your opinion on that trade. Do you? Th- and a lot of pundits were coming out and saying that L.A. got shafted in that deal. What do you think about that? You know, it's kind of weird. Look, giving up the two ones looks like a lot. But when you consider that, I do believe the Rams are Super Bowl contenders with Stafford. It's, you know, is there is there too much? Um, I think it worked for both sides. I think the Lions wanted Jared Goff and wanted two picks as well. So, you know, I'm okay because I, I was I was never confident it would happen. It's good to know that they're at least trying to upgrade at quarterback. That's what I took from it. So, but I was very surprised to see two first round picks. Uh but yeah, yeah. Go next one, Plan B. Yeah, absolutely. Like I was blown away because I was arguing with people on Twitter about Matt Stafford, you know, and I was saying, look, yeah. I know that you guys all want Stafford, but if they're asking for more than a first and a third, I'm out of it. I'm immediately right, right. out of it. And it was like 15 minutes later that the news got announced that he was actually traded to LA. So, Hall, yeah. what was your opinion on the trade? Do you who won that trade in your opinion? Man, first of all, my opinion, my my first initial was I was shocked because the LA Rams came out of nowhere. I mean, mm, we heard that all right. the like initial report of like McVeigh saw him in Cancun or Cabo, whatever it was, some fancy vacation place. Right. In the <laughs> off season. But yeah, uh, yeah Todd, so Todd on his latest podcast, or just listening to, he legitimately believes that that Sean McVeigh had heard Stafford was in Cabo. And that he was like, okay, I'm going right <laughs> there to go man. see him. No, he I might have. have. Not I a coincidence. <laughs> Not a coincidence. I mean, really, yeah. that, honestly. Like, I 100% believe that. But, I mean, yeah. I was shocked. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? It makes 100% sense. The Rams, like, have constantly been in win-now mode with Jared Goff or without him. Stafford's an upgrade for them. And for the Lions, I mean, Jared Goff can either be that stopgap guy or he can turn out to be, oh, it's the same Jared Goff from a couple years ago we can win with him and they can go forward with him as a franchise guy. But as far as who won it, I would have to definitely say the Rams won that because they're in win now mode. Mm-hmm. They're definitely a Super Bowl contender and I fully expect them to be at worst NFC championship next year. Yeah. And I, I want to know if uh, Jared Goff really did say uh, <laughs> that uh, he yeah. would uh, pipe, but- that he would, <laughs> that he would pipe Sean McVay's fiance. It's, it's probably true. true. Yeah. What else? <laughs> That's what, let me bounce it off of you, Reed. Do you agree with Hall that the Rams ultimately won that trade? I mean, yeah. I think that anytime you have a realistic shot at winning a Super Bowl, you win the trade, no matter what, mm. no matter what happens down the road. Um, and honest, Matthew Stafford just makes them, them so much better. Like Matt Stafford has been so criminally underrated his whole career because he's been stuck in Detroit. People really don't realize just how good he is. I think he, obviously I was bummed because he was somebody who I really wanted here, but. Uh, him in LA, that him with Sean McVay, with those receivers, with that defense, he's never had a defense like that. He's never had right. a head coach like that. They're they're gonna like 
Yeah, yeah they're, right, running right. they're gonna be they're gonna be scary. They're gonna be very good. And Matthew Stafford will finally get the respect that he deserves. But I was shocked to see two ones. Granted, they're two ones down the road, but uh fucking LA isn't gonna have a first round pick until 2024. They haven't <laughs> yeah. had a first round pick until 2017 with Jared Goff. Like it's just they don't care. They're in win now mode. They yeah. don't care. They Madden do trends. not care. Yeah, exactly. Why, and why hey, I'm all for it. Yeah, why, I, I, honestly. Unless unless it blows up in their face, I mean, I'm yeah. all for it. If they, if they don't win a Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford in the next couple of years, then they lost the trade. Yeah, now, so l- the next question I'm going to ask you guys, I'm going to answer it first. That being, are you upset that the Washington football team did not up their ante and what they would give up to the Detroit Lions for Matthew Stafford? Well, and personally, in my opinion, I, I love the fact that they stood tight and that they didn't give up more than a first and a third. Because that was my feeling from the start. Look, is Matt Stafford a fantastic quarterback? Absolutely. But I don't think that you can send more assets away for a 32-year-old quarterback. And I understand that he has played through injuries, but he does have injuries in his past, especially with that back that does concern me. So, no, multiple first-round picks is out of the realm of possibility, in my opinion. So, I I liked that they stood pat, and it wasn't like one of those situations where Dan Snyder came in off his yacht, like Jay Gruden said, and came and said, make this happen. It was they stood tight, and they made sure that they were only sending what they wanted what about you, Tay? Um, what about you, Todd? Did you agree with that? <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. Like, I would have maybe gave up another third next year or fourth, mm. but definitely not two ones. And I mean, you know, we're kind, we're kind of PTSD from trading for other thirty-three-year-old Alex right. Smith. Y- y'all right. know that Alex Smith, Donovan McNabb, and Mark Brunel were all thirty-three when we <laughs> traded for them, yeah. and Matthew yeah, Stafford was about to be thirty-three. Yeah. So, and then the fact you would need a new contract along with the fact that he's not injury prone, but he does have back problems, which kind of worries you long-term. And our our Super Bowl window is not what the Rams is right now. So right, right. I'm fine with it. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm right there with you. That's how I feel about it. What about you guys? Hall, did you have a, a problem with them not upping their ante? No, because, I mean, look, how many times in the past regimes in the past years have they upped the ante, they've paid way too much or given up way too much for – Obviously, Matt Stafford's not an over-the-hill player. He still has a lot of years, a lot of years left. I say like Handful. three, four, maybe five. <laughs> right, right. But he's not an over-the-hill, over-the-hill player. But I would love to see them not overpay, and that's what they exactly what they did. First and the third, obviously, that was like prolific in my opinion. That was like exactly what they yeah. wanted. Right. But if they wanted extra, you could have like maybe sprinkled Landon Collins in there if they would have took him. No, no, seriously, though, but I mean, first and the third, I mean, that's the most you can give up for a guy that's going to be 33, like Todd said, with back problems, simple kind of lingering injury history, but not really like in the last couple of years. But at the end of the day, it's on the plan B. Right. Uh, To be completely honest, I don't even think it really would have mattered if we would have upped Annie, unless we upped it like a whole bunch. Detroit was so like they were so grateful for all Stafford had done for him, even though it's only three playoff appearances or so. But they were going to send him where he wanted to go. He wanted to be Mm -hmm. in L.A. He wanted to be with Sean McVay. Uh, Apparently, he wanted to do that the whole time. And then the fact that they could get a starting quarterback for this year out of it, I think they were just like, you know what? All right. We owe it to you. Be gone. Have fun. Have your fun out there in L.A. with Sean McVay. Don't pipe his wife. You know, and then, you know what's funny about that? I was literally thinking, I was like, what if they all sat down in, like, Cabo or, like, what if Matt Saverson are like, damn, Jared Goff is right. I'm trying to pipe his wife. Yeah. <laughs> Let, me, let me go out to L.A. real quick. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's how he earned Sean McVay's respect. He looked him in the eye and he was like, I'm, I'm going to pipe your wife. I'm not going to send it in a group. 
Chad, I want yeah, you I'm on my team. I'm not going to send it to group chat and say it to your face, look you in the <laughs> eye while I say it. John McVay was like, you're my man. You're my man. That's that's a winner right there. Yeah. And, but the fact that the Rams were able to unload that Jared Goff contract makes a lot of sense for them and also makes a lot of sense for Detroit because now you're looking at Detroit and they kind of are had that ability of having that cap space for them. So they can have that bridge quarterback, and they're not married to Jared Goff. I'm sure it's not going to extend that far. So for both sides, I thought it made a whole lot of sense for them to do it. And then it was well known that Detroit wanted to get draft assets in order to trade up. So maybe that's why they weren't concerned about it being a this-year pick. They just wanted multiple picks because it is somewhat of an eye-popping draft pick of having next year's first and the year after so they could mortgage that in some sort of a, a draft a trade in order to move up. So it wouldn't make a lot of sense to me, but I don't think it's going to happen this year. If they're going to trade up for a quarterback, it's going to be a next year's draft, and I think that's what that trade proved. Now, let's move on to our fan questions, and we just talked about the quarterback position, so let's start with the colonel. No other person we could start with. He said <laughs> the NFL Network has projected Mac Jones being the 19th pick to the Washington football team. Are they high? And I'll start with you, Todd. <laughs> are they high? Okay, so are they high for predicting it? I'm going to say that they're not high for predicting it, okay? Because yeah. I do think Mac Jones, I feel like the quarterback market, is his price is going to be higher than maybe what yeah. his value is. Right. right. Um, would Washington be crazy for doing it? I tell you what, I am I'm not a Mac Jones like supporter. Like he is I was working it out. He's plan H for me, I think it was. <laughs> a B C D E F G H. If it came to the point where they were taking Jones at 19, I wouldn't be excited or outraged. I would wait to see what happens. That's mm. where I'm at. Right. Um and and I, yeah, maybe that's too balanced of an approach. Maybe I need to have a hotter, hotter approach one way or the other, but I'd be I'd just wait to see what happens. Yeah, look, I'm right there with you. I do think they're high for doing that. I think it's just clickbait stuff that they're just trying to, you know, <laughs> move the needle a little bit, but picking right. Mac Jones at 19. Look, if, if the Washington football team does select Mac Jones, the, the best case scenario that I would be very happy about that draft selection would be in the third round. Anything mm. before that I think is a little bit too much because it's the chicken or the egg argument. Is it Mac Jones being so good or is it the fact that he has the Heisman Trophy winner in Smith as his wide receiver in a phenomenal running game, a great system around him, and a phenomenal defense? He has another first-round receiver he's thrown to, too, Jalen Waddle, who was hurt a lot of the year. But. And the defense is able to get him more and more opportunities every single game. You know, that possibly not might that might not be the recipe for him in the NFL. So for me, I just don't – I do think they're high a little bit for uh, – selecting at 19 I don't think he should sniff the first round personally what about you Hall I mean technically I would probably say he's like a a late first rounder maybe someone like trades back or like trades up into the first round to get him like a Lamar Jackson type right exactly similar to Lamar Jackson early second round pick but obviously the demand for quarterbacks is going to push him up the board he'll probably be a top 15 to top 18 19 pick when is the NFL going to learn you know, never, 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 not. It's like, some people's philosophy is draft a quarterback every single year. And if he pans out, you got your guy, mm. but, right, man. but, uh, I mean, look, as Washington at 19, I don't see that happening. I don't see him actually being there. I don't see them trading up to get him. And I mean, if you're going to draft a guy like Mac Jones, who's like not a day one starter, you might as well wait till the second round day two to get a guy like Kellen Mons. A guy that's actually mobile, a guy that fits the current NFL is like a little mm-hmm. bit mobile in the pocket, can extend plays, really like he can run game. the ball. Exactly. He can yeah. run the ball when push comes to shove. 
You can actually design run plays around him, kind of, sort of. So my philosophy on Mac Jones is I do think he will be eventually a pretty good quarterback because he's accurate as hell, and accuracy goes a long way in the NFL. It does. But the new age NFL was on the new age coming, the dawning of the NFL. You need a mobile quarterback that can move around in the pocket, Mm -hmm. extend plays, make off-script plays. And I think that if you're going to go quarterback route this draft, get Kellen Mons in maybe the second round. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm surprised that you didn't want to go hang out with Bucky Brooks after he uh, after he put out that one. What about you, Reed? How are you feeling Bucky's about my guy? I love, I love Bucky, man. He's smart. Me too, me too. But yeah, I, I, I love I love Bucky too. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw him select select him there at 19. I was like, dude, Bucky, what are you doing, man? I love you. Yeah. What is that? What do you the, feel about that, Reed? I mean, is it a little bit high? Yeah. I mean, would I take him there? No. Do I want? Mac Jones and like you guys said he's probably plan H for me you know I I don't necessarily want him um especially that early but like everybody said the demand for quarterbacks are so high that it pushes guys up the board you see it every year you saw it with Blaine Gabbard you saw you see it with Jake Locker you see it with Christian Ponder you see it with all these guys EJ Manuel it always happens Mm -hmm. um but what a name I will say Mac Jones (laughs) did impress me when he was at the senior bowl the little bit that he played apparently at practice he was a rah-rah guy who was getting everybody going getting everybody in position he was dropping some dimes so the coaches apparently really took notice of that so did the scouts um I do think that that helps him a little bit but like you said Kyle with the way Tua played I know Tua's stats look fantastic but if you actually sat back and watched Tua's games Last year, he threw a lot of balls that should have been intercepted. Uh, I mean, yeah. he, he wasn't used to not having the talent that he had at Alabama. And that's right. going to be the same thing with Mac Jones. It'll take an adjustment period. So like Hall said, if he can get somewhere where he sits for a while, that'll be great. But uh, I don't think that he's going to come in here and be our savior in, uh, at pick number 19. I don't yeah. think we go that route. And then Colonel's next question, he, want, he wants to hear Hall's opinion the most because Hall's boy is Antonio Gibson. His next question is, are we comfortable with the running back room? Because in Colonel's opinion – they're one injury away from Antonio Gibson from being a mediocre group. So are you comfortable with that running back room right now, Hall? Uh, Comfortable, I would say, meh, because if we can have J.D. McKissick back and have his role that he had last year as that step-in guy that can kind of produce us, what, five to six yards of run, catch out the backfield, I'll take that. Obviously, if we can replace Peyton Barber with a more – versatile kind of you can be the hammerhead guy also maybe produce a little bit out the backfield give us some type of production catching wise i would love that i got i got put up on my phone right now javante williams mm-hmm. north carolina yeah. he's projected to be a third or fourth round pick i mean i would love to spend a fourth or later on a running back right. per se but i have high hopes for antonio gibson if you can stay healthy obviously he had the toe injury going into the later part of the season i think that and then coming back after two weeks of that, I think he's he's proven he can overcome injuries, whether it be small. I know it's only one, but mm-hmm. I have I have a lot of faith in Antonio Gibson, and I think that year two in this offense is he's gonna explode and be that guy. So his we vision, can, we, yeah. no, no, he we can we, can we improve it? Yes, but do I have like any need for it per se? No. I would say that. Yeah, his vision progressed throughout the year, and that was his one uh, knock throughout the year was that his running back vision just did not progress yet because he was so heavily utilized as a wide receiver through college. What about you, Todd? Are you comfortable with that running back room? And if, if you could make it better, what would you be doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable enough to not address it probably before the third round, Mm. but like at the third round or, or in free agency, I feel like Peyton Barber is, 
he's not a good enough third string back, which third string running backs, you know, they play a lot more than third string right. other positions, right? Yeah. It's not your average third string. No, exactly. Like he's going to get touches. And, and then you made a good point in the question. If Antonio Gibson gets hurt, then you're down right. to really a bad room. Uh, so right. I would love to address it. You, you mentioned Williams. And, and I feel like if you could get a guy who has a balance of power, who's almost like a, another Antonio Gibson, really, if you could have two Antonio Gibsons, I think that's ideal. And you got Gibson Game in the well. third. Gamewell right. out of Memphis. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Kind of Gamewell's a little bit smaller. Gamewell's, yeah. Game yeah. yeah. But he's, he's, Just, he would compliment him well, though. Yeah, and I mean, future. I think Gibson can do a lot of that short, you know, one to two yard stuff as well. Yeah, he should be able to. Right. Yeah. So just get – I would look for another Antonio Gibson, speed and size and power. Right. And then I think I'd feel better. Peyton Barber, I don't like when he touches yeah. the ball. <laughs> and that, and that's I'm, – I'm the same mindset where it's like, is it an immediate need? No, but third, like third round. You, I want to see us take a running back at some point in the draft. And, oh, I think you hit the right. nail on the head. That's exactly who I've kind of been eyeing looking at. If he's available in those rounds, Um, he, I would imagine that he will be with the way that the running backs are kind of selected nowadays. But – is it? Yeah, he, Colonel's right. If Gibson goes down again, then it's going to be kind of tough. So, so you definitely got to bring somebody in there, preferably somebody young, um, somebody yeah. that'll mm-hmm. be on, on a on a very low deal. So, yeah, I think that you got to address it in the draft in the middle rounds. Yeah, look, I said it last week, I believe I did, where I said I want the third running back on the roster to be somebody who has upside, who has the ability to be a number yeah. one running back. And That's I talked point. about Trey Sermon um, out of Ohio State. Yep. I know, uh, Reed, you talked about that yep. his draft stock is really rising, so he could be selected in the second or third, so we kind of be out of that realm of possibility. But a guy like Khalil Herbert out of Virginia Tech, who was in the running to be a Heisman winner, uh, was really had a great season before the end of the season, really threw him for a rye. But somebody like that is what I would really love to have at a third running back position because if they are given the chance, they might actually do something with lightning in a bottle. Yeah, so that's, that's a good that's a good point. I like that point. I'd rather have an upside guy at three than a like right. ceiling reached guy. Yeah. Like one guy I had my eyes on, like I know he was like on a practice squad. He got brought up at like late term because he got signed late term. But Devontae Freeman, he was coming off the injury. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think he's gonna hit the free market agency again. I mean yeah, look, he's a definitely a guy who's been in number one. He can, be he can help out with Gibson. He, he, he can, can be help a great number two, yeah. but having his number three and on reserves, that could be a name right there, too. Yeah. 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 That's a great question. Thank you, Colonel. Phenomenal. Let's move on to Freddie Ham's question. The also, hammer. Real, real fast. Colonel, you were right. Kyle should stop hating on Derek oh, Carr no. because he does look like him. <laughs> he does. Stop that noise, dude. It's so funny. He used to call Derek Carr beta. You'd be like, Derek Carr's so ugly. I just don't like him. Colonel was like, you should really stop talking bad about him, Kyle. Kind of look like him. That was one of the funniest things I'd ever heard. I know. But let's move on to Freddie the Hammer's question. His question is, Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. And I'll start with you, Todd. Oh, man, that's tough. That is tough. Uh, I feel like I would have to. Ah, that's tough. I just did a whole thread on Justin Fields. I, I like the last two hours I've been working on that thread. I spent more time than I planned mm-hmm. to spend on it. <laughs> but he's more fresh in my mind right now. I'm probably going to say Justin Fields. One, because he has more time accrued at a higher level of play at the higher level of competition. Um, also, I th- think he's more developed uh, as a passer and he doesn't offer the, the same threat as a runner, but he offers you enough of a threat. Right. So, uh, yeah, and then character and, and leadership is not a concern with either guy. So I'd probably I have to say Justin Fields. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to say the same exact thing. I, I really, really, really I can't stress this enough. Like I've been saying this year, not be, North Dakota State not playing this year. 
really hurt Trey Lance really yeah. bad because if they if he could have gotten a little bit more film out there proved that that 28 touchdown zero interceptions I know he wouldn't have thrown zero interceptions again but low number of interceptions <laughs> wasn't a, wasn't a fluke <laughs> I know right yeah you never know right. but wasn't a fluke then then I really think that that would help him um but yeah right now like you said he's, he's not really developed as a passer fantastic runner he has all the ability in the world and he flashes talent and he really shows what he can do but Justin Fields He's competed at a higher level. He's competed in big games. Um, he's a leader. He's got he's a better thrower of the football and he's got enough mobility. Yeah. He's still a better athlete than most of the quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, he's just not as good as Trey Lance. And Trey yeah. Lance is up there with like Lamar. And so, you know, I mean, so yeah. it's just different. But um, I, I would go. I would say that Trey Lance, if you're looking at him, probably has higher upside. Uh, I mean, just in terms of what he could be. But yeah. th that's just based off of if he goes to the right place, he sits for two years and he's I mean, could he could be fantastic. Will he be, though? I don't think so. I think he also has a higher chance to bust. So uh, I'm going to go with Justin Fields. Yeah, the, the hammer, I'll tell you right now, as of right now, I think that Justin Fields has the leg up over Trey Lance. And I think it's by maybe two, maybe three. And the reason right. I say that is because one of the issues I had with Trey Lance's tape from last year was how much the coaching staff was having him run the football. And I know yeah. that's the base around their offense and everything, but when you get to the pros, you cannot abandon the pocket, and that can't be the first mindset that you have is getting upfield and running. One of the reasons why I love Kellen Mond's tape is the guy continues to keep his eyes downfield. Right. And that's what I worry about with Trey Lance. With, with Justin Fields, he is – a passer and what I saw yeah. that playoff game where he battled out that rib injury we all saw it he that dude broke ribs I don't yeah. care what anyone says <laughs> he broke some ribs and he stayed out in there and did well he made some beautiful throws yeah, yeah. And I, I gained a lot of respect for him and granted the offense makes everything easier for him but I like the way he stands in the pocket throws the football can throw it deep and, and has multiple reads um, the only question is with Justin Fields, he needs to have a good supporting cast around him. He needs to go to, you know, a San Francisco, somewhere like that, where he can actually have a sustainable product around him, and he can actually do very well. If you send him to Houston, you know, I, I think the guy's going to have a problem. You know what I mean? And with Houston, Trey, we have a problem. <laughs> and then with Trey Lance, Trey Lance is not going to be ready for a year or two, in my and opinion. And one, one, like, underrated point on the two is – this, but we're familiar with this. Justin Fields, he he knows how to run, but he knows how to slide, and that's one thing that yeah. concerns me about Trey Lance. Is he is a really good he runner, but right. he drops his shoulder. He yes. never does it too much slides, yeah. and he, he will get destroyed. He's yeah, he's a yeah. big guy, but he'll get killed in the NFL. Yep, and and lots of guys who don't slide in college, you know, it's not it's the mentality. They don't know how to right. do it, so they just don't. So. I think he'll be better protected too. Hey, Trey Lance got a, got a bunch of offers from D one schools to play linebacker. That's yeah, where they wanted yeah. him to play, which is yeah. crazy. But no, yeah, you can't do that as a quarterback in the NFL. No, no, no not, not at all. But I will say the one thing about Trey Lance is his throwing on the run. I thought was reminiscent of Aaron, and I don't want anyone to go out there and say, "Oh, you're comparing him to Aaron Rodgers." No, <laughs> I'm just saying outside of the pocket on the run, his accuracy is out of this world, and yeah, that's the is. one issue with me is can he stay in the pocket and throw the ball well? And that's what I saw that he was kind of struggling with. And one of the reasons why I did not like Jordan Love coming out, I thought Jordan Love was a yeah. terrible quarterback. I thought it was a horrible pick by the Packers. Hall, what about you, Trey Lance or Justin Fields? Well, I'm going to go with Justin Fields just based off of uh, resume, who he's played. He's plays in the Big Ten opposed to, like, what is it, a uh... – F FBS or whatever FCS. it is. The, the yeah, best FBS. team in the FCS. Yeah. 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 Far and away. It's like by a mile. By a mile. <laughs> North Dakota yeah, State. Right. <laughs> the Bison. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Justin Field only because, like I said, resume, who he's played against, big games, character guy, great guy. And this might be 
maybe maybe a hot take. I don't know. I don't know why people are not giving this comparison, but I think that Justin Fields can be a type of Josh Allen type of quarterback in the NFL where mm. his rookie year he's kind of inaccurate, but he can produce right. with his legs. You yeah. can kind of see like okay, I was about to say yeah, a little smaller, not as strong of an arm, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, accuracy. I can see the, tool. yeah. I can see the tools. Like, okay, okay, okay. And then second year, right. kind of okay. Well. If he doesn't prove better third right. year, like, what, are we, is he going to do something? Like, he showed <laughs> flashes again, and then all yeah. of a sudden, the third year, just be like, everything clicks. Yeah. I got the weapons around me. Bam. And that's what it is. So, I can definitely see if, if Washington wants to move up and take him. I don't want to, like, trade away multiple assets. I don't want to trade away the farm. Correct. But if he drops to outside of the top 10, and they got to go up to, like, maybe 14 to 15 to maybe get Justin Fields. I'm all for that. Yeah. So, no, let's go on to our next question. Thank you, Freddie. That was a phenomenal one. Yeah, thank one. you, Freddie. Yeah. Sean from Florida, his great question is, what's more likely? Do we trade away several picks for Watson or trade up in the draft for Fields slash Zach Wilson, or do we go with free agency with the quarterback position? I'll keep that with you, Hall, because you just brought it up. Well, clearly, Ron Rivera in this front office has shown that. They don't want to be in win-now mode as they were trying to get Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. Clearly, they're trying to – I, I would say that Alex Smith is probably, if you want to go, Plan H is uh, <laughs> Mac Jones. Mac Jones. I would go Plan D is probably Alex Smith, mm. Taylor Heineke, and whatever rookie they draft. But I would stay away from Plan D as far as possible. Mm. I love Alex Smith. Love what he's done for us. But we need to move on from Alex Smith. We need somebody that's going to be mobile, someone that's going to throw the ball down the field. And so I definitely think that. Uh, that's a tough one. I would definitely see them trading up a couple spots to get a quarterback as opposed to like throwing everything in for Watson. Cause I think that Rivera over his past, he's never really, really gone all in for like a free agent. He's never really thrown the, the, the bank, the farm at any type of free agent. So, I mean, look, I would love Watson. I hope they do that. I would be a hundred percent for that. But yeah. realistically, I think that it'll be the latter, which is, the second part Uh, what's more likely sean i think what's more likely is watson because there is no telling how far fields could actually drop so maybe if like hall said maybe if they're sniffing close at 15 or 16 you know they pull the trigger there but i don't think that they're going to trade away a bunch of assets and capital to move up into the top five to be able to draft fields i don't i think that's out of the realm of possibility because if you're giving up all of those picks anyway you might as well send them to houston and get a established quarterback that you know has done well 33 touchdowns seven interceptions with barely any weapons around him. I know everyone could talk about Will Fuller being great. Cooks is great. That's it. That's all they got. Their defense was absolutely horrible. I know David Johnson, he had a bounce back year, but he was injured throughout the year. You can. It's not like RG3 where he needed the, the surrounding cast to really make him better. With Deshaun Watson, he's already proved that he can ball without anybody around him. So in that case, that's who I give all those assets for. I, I think that you're playing with fire if you're trying to do that with uh, Justin Fields. It's mortgaging the future with Justin Fields because that's a rearing the ugly head of the RG3 type of trade. So what about you, Todd? What's more likely in your opinion? Man, that's tough. Um, like my first choice is also obviously Deshaun Watson. Uh, I just I, I I don't expect him to get traded necessarily. I I don't know. I I keep going back and forth. Like right now, I just I don't see him getting traded at least not like soon. Mm. Um, and so because of that, I'll put him at third, and then a veteran in free agency or 
you know, with Matthew Stafford being on the veteran list is small. It's it's either your boy Derek Carr or, you know, you know, right. Who they'll probably feel right. that really good about. That's not so <laughs> Kyle. Hates yeah, him. I know. Right. I know. I know. Why does he want Cam Newton over Derek Carr? The only reason why I hate you need Derek to log Carr, off. The only reason I hate Derek Carr is because we have a we have two friends that are Raiders fans. And for the yeah. longest time, we would argue back and forth about Derek Carr because he would always say Derek Carr was a lot better than Alex Smith and all this other shit. And we would argue back and forth. So it, it just kind of grew in my head that it was I like, got I hate you. Derek Carr. Okay, I got right. you. It's it's less about him, the person. It's more about right. your experience. Okay, I, that's right. fair. <laughs> I'd be fine with Derek Carr to see how it goes. Same. But um, yeah. I think, uh, all right, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say draft, whether it's by a trade, a big jump, a small jump, or a jump back or something. Um, I'm just going to say trade just because, you know, I guess in reality, you've got about at least four or more solid, not solid, but four more options in the in the draft. And then outside of that, it almost feels like you don't have as many. So yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll say draft. It's it's crazy because I never would have expected like I was thinking this whole offseason that there's going to be so many quarterbacks. And if you strike out on Stafford, like there's still going to be people available. But now that Stafford's gone, you really look like there's nobody else. Like, Damn, available. now there's nobody else that would fit <laughs> as like Stafford does. But right. um, it's I mean. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what really they're going to go. They're going to acquire a quarterback. There's no question about that. Yeah. Ron Rivera said that the, their their number one focus is to solidify the quarterback position. That's what they're going to yeah. do. I don't know how they're going to do that. I think that they want a veteran quarterback, somebody who's been around. But now that Stafford's gone, like, was he their plan A? And now they're just going to move on to plan B, which came out. People were saying that he really liked Justin Fields or this staff like Justin Fields. I don't know. I think now it's probably more likely that, we end up drafting somebody, but it's, you're going to have to trade up. I mean, there's not going to be anybody there at 19. Um, and I don't know, man, I, I think that Ron Rivera really thinks that we could win now with a veteran though. So it's really hard to say. I, yeah, I, it, I don't know. And one underrated, aspect, I'm not going to answer the question. That's and one, one underrated it. aspect about the Alex Smith scenario is that his cap number is way too high. Look, yeah. I love Alex and his comeback story and what he did. But at this point, he is not worth that kind of cap, that high of a cap number. Way he's too high for a guy with a, he's with got a, a renegotiated with a tricep deal. muscle for a calf muscle. Right. Yeah. He, he's yeah. got to do something there. So that's why I feel like Alex, I, I know everyone keeps saying that Alex Smith is talking about coming back this year, but you have to legitimately look at it from the Washington front office point of view and saying, yeah. look, we love the they're guy. paying him that. There's no way no. that we can yeah. do that. Only chance I see him coming back is if they release and resign him at a veteran minimum. Correct. They're not yeah. paying him $25 million. That's no. ridiculous. No. Absolutely it's got not. to be a backup at the best. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Snyder may pay, might pay him that under the table just for all he's been through. But <laughs> right, right. Got picks. Got picks. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so let me keep it. Let me keep it with you, Todd. Mm-hmm. Charlie Caddy wants to know: Would we feel comfortable with signing Cam Newton or Tyrod Taylor and drafting Kellen Mond or Jamie Newman in the third round? Comfortable. Okay, so I would say. I'm not like for signing Cam Newton and I'm not sure it'll happen because it could have last year, but I think that Cam here, if you, if you add a weapon like a Curtis Samuel or even someone better um, and just overall, I think that he would be better than he was uh, Mm, last year. I think if you won seven games with four quarterbacks here last year, you could win at least seven with Cam probably. Um, But I don't think you'll be a a Super Bowl contender. Right. So, Cam and Tyrod with Mond and, and Newman. And then I'm not a big, I don't, I have low expectations for mid round quarterbacks to develop into franchise quarterbacks. Like it's hope. It's not expectation right, for me. Right. So if that happened, 
I would say, okay, they're going to be a seven to 10 win team this year. And then next year, who knows what will happen? I wouldn't have any long-term expectations for success. And this year, my expectations would be not much higher than mm. what they achieved this past year. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And I yeah. like Jamie Newman and Kellen Mond, but I just, yeah. yeah uh, sorry. Go read. Uh, I, I'm a, I'm a big Mond guy now after, after that senior bowl, I'm not too high on Jamie Newman anymore. Anytime you take a year <laughs> off of football and, Come back yeah. and play like that, man. That that's tough. I, I think before tough. the season, he was the surefire. He could be looked at as a day two guy, possibly even jumped into day one if he played really he well. But taking could've. that year off, man, that really hurt him. And Kellamon did the exact opposite. Kellamon looked fantastic. It, he showed like in college, everybody was talking about his low completion percentage. He was well, he was taking shots downfield, and his receivers were dropping balls at the, at the Senior Bowl. Dude. People were catching him, so he looked fantastic. Yeah. I would love to take a flyer on him. I'd be okay with that uh, with the Tyrod and. But let's go back to our plans. That would be like. I'd that would be like, yeah, me too. And, and that would be like a plan F yeah, right. <laughs> or, or plan G, one of those. G, two, right right yeah. above Mac. <laughs> right, yeah, right above Mac. That would be somewhere in there. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And the one thing I'll say about Kellen Mond, I'm not even going to talk about Jamie Newman, but with Kellen Mond, when I watched his tape, I, I absolutely loved it. And the one, the one game that a lot of the critics will go to is the game against LSU. His completion percentage was terrible, but his wide receivers were not helping him out at Man. all in that game. And mm -hmm. the one thing I like about Kellen Mond is his accuracy. And it makes you go back and look at Dak. I think they're very similar in that kind of aspect. That's and the one reason why the Cowboys were able to do well with Dak is because they had built their team around it with a solid offensive line, great running game, and then some quality pass uh, catchers. And with the Washington football team, they're actually starting to grow something a little bit on offense mm -hmm. in that sort of it's capacity. So I, I would feel comfortable yeah. with Kellen Mond in the third or fourth round. Especially uh, with him starting for a long time in college like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I've yeah. seen him being able to read coverages and knowing where the outlet is. I watched him thread a ball in against the cover two on a go route on the left side and being able to thread it in before the safety got over for it to be an easy catch before the hit came. That's the pro level type of throw that I'm looking for. So I would feel comfortable with Kellen Mond in that aspect. Now with the veteran signing there, um, I we talked about it so many times. You know, I, I thought that it would be a good fit for Cam to come here, but that was until Hall had educated me that Cam was asking for 20 mil. So okay, then never mind. Because my whole thought process was, if Cam is signing for less than 10, then heck yeah, let's let's get the tires kicking. Yeah. But if he's asking for more than that, I, I don't think it's doable at all. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. I, so my my homework for maybe tonight or tomorrow will be to get a mod next. I haven't watched. I watched all of Jamie Newman's games last week, and I he really was unimpressive at the senior bowl he could have helped himself a lot at wake forest one thing he was phenomenal at he, he had a number of downfield completions that just made me my eyes yeah, be wide open right he was fantastic when he was yeah. playing there so, so he has the ability he has right, all the ability right he has to just I get really back into that the, year that year off really hurt him right. hurt his stock yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna take a look at mond uh tonight or tomorrow and watch all his stuff and because i want to get a feel for him um yeah we'll see what happens what it's about a possibility um I would probably go if I had to choose. I know I've been, like, killing Cam, and, like, I know he's a great leader. But my whole thing is, when have you seen Cam Newton actually, like, teach that next guy, like, hey, this is the system, like, this is what you got to do, blah, blah, blah. He's oh, such an alpha. He's such, <laughs> nah. he's such an alpha. He was about to take his job. That's why Cam was so soft. <laughs> he's, he's that alpha male. He's like, I'm that guy. I can be that dude. So, like, he's right. never going to want to teach the next guy, like, kind of like Big Ben, like, hmm, this is my spot. Like, right. learn your own type of thing. You know what I'm saying? So, in that aspect, I would probably go with Tyrod 
and then you draft Kellen Mond. Tyrod's Mon. done it a couple times too with yes. Baker. Yeah, and Tyrod's a great guy. Exactly, yeah. he's well, a great guy. You already know he's going to be that kind of like, oh look, I know I'm that bridge guy. Yeah, I'll take the next guy. I'll help you guys out. And you got to feel point, bad for his freak injuries too. To allow don't, these don't, rookies don't to come puncture in. his lung. A punctured yeah. lung, and then then uh, what happened? It was that concussion that when he was yeah. with Cleveland mm-hmm. randomly against the Jets when Baker yeah. came in. Yeah, but at yeah. that point, it's kind of like if we're gonna actually like consider Tyrod, you might as well just bring back Alex Smith to there kind of go. teach, to kind of teach <laughs> Kellen Mons because I was, look, I was about to rebuttal you. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew it was coming. I see it. Yeah. But I'm not gonna say Kellen Mons is gonna turn out to be Pat Mahomes or even like Colin Kaepernick or something like that. Right. But if you're gonna have someone mentor a guy like Kellen Mons would be like sit for 15, That's 16 point. games and then be that guy next year. I would love it for it to be Alex Smith because yeah. you know he's going to be helpful out in the locker room. He's going to be helping the QB room. He's going to be helpful at practice. Right. He's going to say, hey, when I got off the field, this is what I saw. This is what you need to see. This is what you need to do in the huddle, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go Kellen Mons and then Alex Smith. If he restructures his, deal. I mean, Al, yeah, if he restructures obviously restructures. If he restructures for the Alex veteran Smith, minimum. Yeah, yeah, right. Alex Smith <laughs> would really <laughs> help Kellen Mond get a leg up on the competition. I think. <laughs> Look, I want Alex Brutal. everywhere in the building in the stadium except for on the field. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, right. I want him. If he put can him start wherever. maybe like the first seven to eight. Well, actually, if he starts no games, that'd be great. If he just teaches right. Kellen. And he becomes a day one starter, that'd be great. But yeah, right. If he came in like Dak, you'd be like, all right. I just don't think they're going to take – I think they're going to actually, like, get a vet or they're going to move up and get one of these top three guys, whether it be Justin yeah. Fields, Zach Wilson, or uh, – They're not getting Trevor Lawrence. Right. We wish. Well, <laughs> I mean, I say top I'd, three. Okay. I exclude Trevor Lawrence. And right. Talking right. About Fields, yeah. Lance, or uh, right. uh, Lawrence. Wilson, or Wilson sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Now, let's. we just briefly talked about it with the Senior Bowl. Let's go to Tony Shiver's next question, which is who from the Senior Bowl would be a great fit for Washington? I'll start with you, Todd. Uh, I, you know, everyone hates Steven Sims Jr. now. Obviously, he had a down year, and this team That's does need boy. a <laughs> yeah, I look. I'm I not done him. with. I oh my god! So <laughs> okay, I've so hated him more than anybody you. in the world. Okay, this good. one's for you, Mike Reed. Uh, so I'm gonna go with. Uh, everyone knows Kadarius Tony from Florida, like yep. right? Everyone yep. saw that video. But I'm gonna go with Damari Rogers yes, sir. from Clemson, and I'm saying that because he's gonna be drafted later. But I believe he can do pretty much everything that Kadarius Tony can do. They're mm. similar in terms of size, weight, speed, all that, and quickness. Um, and I think you get Mari, uh, Amari Rogers in, in like the third, and Tony may be on in the first. So they need weapons on offense. Yeah, I'm gonna go right. with Damari Rogers. Yeah, and that's a phenomenal one. If if I have to choose anybody, I, um, man, I, why you got to do this to me? I don't even think he was in the Super Bowl. I wonder. I watched his film. I really liked it. it was Elijah Moore? But I'm pretty yeah. sure. He's, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's a junior though. So that's that's who was going to point out to me the most. But I will say Richie Grant. Uh, the corner. God damn it! You both took mine so oh, far. Really? <laughs> yeah, Richie Gray. He's a playmaker, dude. He's a baller. I would absolutely love to see him. Uh, watching Fantastic him play. Free safety. Yeah, watching him play. Uh, press coverage was phenomenal. I thought he was a very tough-minded, aggressive kind of guy, and so I would love to have that guy in, as one of our DBs. So, what about you, Hall? I mean, you already know me. I love wide receivers. I love playmakers. So, Todd took mine. I was gonna go with Mario <laughs> Rogers because, like. He's a guy that stood out to me like during the regular season of college football. Right. Going back to last year, he's a guy that kind of stood out. But he took a great leap this year. Senior bowl, he kind of stood out again. I think he's going to make big plays in the NFL. So, Mario Rogers. Yeah. Would yeah. you have anybody else read? 
Yeah, um, uh, Western Michigan's Dwayne Eskridge. He's oh, another guy who can go in there and yeah, fill. Yeah, he could fill the slot. But I was, I really, really like what Amari did. Um, I love what Richie Grant did. I thought Richie Grant would be a perfect, perfect free safety in this defense. Um, he really showed a lot of ball skills. But Eskridge is definitely somebody who rose up the boards. There's a lot of small school guys that that really did well for themselves. I was happy for him. Like the uh, the center, I can't think of his name, but the center for Wisconsin Whitewater or whatever. Yes, Miners, Miners, whatever. Miners. He's one who ended up breaking his hand and tried to argue with with Coach Flores about going back into the game. Yeah, was like no, it's not worth it. You proved your point. But then Dylan Raiden's also the offensive tackle for North Dakota State, who showed that he can play tackle and Dylan guard. Raiden's. And yeah, he's, he did fantastic. So. Good for them. But also, yeah, Dwayne Eskridge is somebody who could come in there and really, really be a good slot receiver. He's very electric. Yeah, and I will say about Dwayne Eskridge, I did his film breakdown the other day, and I was very impressed with him being able to high point the football. Um, right. He's very good at being able to time it and then come down with the ball. And then his run blocking, I know a lot of wide receivers uh, nowadays do well run blocking, but he seems to be very committed to doing it, and that's what I really like about him. He's a playmaker, and he gets used in motion a lot. And we've seen yeah. with uh, Scott Turner and his offensive game plan that he loves to be able to do that, so I think that would be a great fit. And so that, that's fantastic, everyone. You guys had great ones, dude. Phenomenal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now ready. Yeah, let's finish this up with Paul Murphy's. Who Would we prefer a game manager this season, save draft capital, or do we go all out for Watson, Todd? I, I don't want a game manager at all. I, <laughs> I've been saying <laughs> so that so if, why wait to address it next year when you can address it this year? Like possibly, right? right? Because next year is next year. This year is this year. And if you have it this year, you don't have to address it next year. So I, I, I'm fine with I would go all in on, on Deshaun Watson or whoever it may be. I don't see any advantage from getting a guy this year and building the team next year versus building the team this year and getting a guy next year. Except that we live in the now. We know what's happening this year. We have no idea what's going to happen next right. year. They may win the Super Bowl next year, but not have a quarterback and have the 32nd pick. That's not going to happen, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Reed? Um, yeah, I, I think you got to go all in. I, I think, like I, I talked about before, like we ended up kicking this suit, this uh, runs window wide open. I, I mean, like we have a lot of talent on the team. Rivera's building it the right way, but I also think that this window is closing a lot faster than people think with the, right. all the contracts that we're going to have coming mm-hmm. up here soon. So I think go all in now, if you can go out there, get to Sean Watson, somebody who at least once you got to let some of these other guys go, you're just going to have stability at the quarterback position for a long right. time. Um, right. a, a game manager. I, I just, and plus I just don't like, I don't feel like watching that right now. You know, no. give me some exciting football. Yeah, I know. Right. And the one thing I saw with Benjamin Albright, I know that he's gotten a lot of predictions correct with the Washington football team regarding to their quarterbacks and who they select. And he had them uh, put out with Andy Dalton. And look, I, I look, I respect Benjamin Albright, but uh, hell not to the no. Uh, no, <laughs> hell no. I do not want to even get close to the redheaded guy. I, I want to stay the hell away next. from that. It's I very rather... rare that one person's opinion makes you lose all respect for right. him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, at that point, I'm of the type where I'd rather draft, like, Kellen Mond and just start him week one. And just, yeah, like, exactly. I wanna, right, right, I'd right. rather go with the See unknown than the known yeah. at that point. Right. Right. And in my opinion, dude, it's go big or go home. When I saw that Matt Stafford uh, news come through, I said, go after Watson. And I know yeah. that everyone keeps saying, but, like, why would he come here? Why would Watson come here? And do we have enough to be able to trade? At the end of the day, Houston is in the driver's seat at the very beginning. But Watson is the one that's able to send it off. And in his agent being David Mulgetta, who was Dwayne Haskins' agent, so the Washington football team are very familiar with David Mulgetta. And what I would like them to do is, 
kind of be talking to David and instead of Houston and saying, hey, do you kind of have a feel for what they would want? And that way, being able to talk to Watson, seeing if he's okay to come here, and then going to Houston with their trade proposal. That's what I would like them to do because I, I don't think it's going to cost as much as everyone thinks it will. And in, and I know that some people are saying, I saw one thing that said you should include Chase Young in that deal, which is absolutely yeah. ridiculous. They were saying two firsts and Chase Young. They Hold said on. three firsts. They said is even, three firsts. Three firsts and Chase Young. If Chase Young is even discussed, there no. should be no draft capital even associated with it. I'll tell you right. that right now. Chase Young by yeah. himself is worth Deshaun Watson. I don't care what anyone says. So <laughs> take that out the window and take that out back and shoot it. I don't care. <laughs> I, yeah. I want to go all out for Watson. I think two first, two seconds, and then Deron Payne would get it done. I think you can kind of negotiate them away from the two defensive players because who would be the other defensive player? You don't want to give them two defensive tackles or Deron or Payne would, and Montez Sweat. I would imagine Landon College, who they wouldn't want to take, or maybe right. even like Cole Holcomb or somebody. Who's on it, would, no, yeah. it would 100% be Montez Sweat because they've had J.J. Watt there for X amount of years. Right. They're going to want to replace that edge rusher to be like that staple to go with right, their right. franchise quarterback. Right. So. It would 100% be Montez Sweat and another player. Right? I hope not. Look, I know, I know that sucks to say and everything, but um, I would rather it be Deron Payne. And if it comes down Same. to it, and I don't want them having to give away six assets in order to get Watson, I think you can kind of bring that down to five, and then you can negotiate that down because Houston is not in the driver's seat as much as everyone keeps saying they are. It's all yeah, up right. to Watson. Watson is the one that holds the key there, in my personal opinion. Now, let's move on to Mike's question, which is, should we trade back for more picks, Hall, in the first round? Man, uh, depends how far you want to trade back because I'm from the philosophy of you get a top 10 pick, you're going to get guaranteed, guaranteed, 9 mm-hmm. out of 10. You're going to get a guaranteed bona fide stud. When you go from that top 10 to the back half of the draft, it's kind of hit or miss, character guys, do they fit the scheme? It's blase, blase. So – Blase, blase. You haven't said that in a while. Yeah, I know. That's what's going to be on your shirt. Blase, blase. <laughs> I already put on but, his Hall Stradamus. Uh, <laughs> Kyle should say, say absolutely. Would, if anything, I would, I would want to trade up. I wouldn't want to trade back to get more picks just because a second and you call another second and another third round pick. Eh, it's kind of like you can use that for a more ammo to trade back into the first round later. But on top of that, it's kind of like, what are they really going to do for you? I'd rather trade up and get rid of some trade capital and get like a bona fide stud day one starter, you know, is going to be contributor as opposed to trading back and kind of the unknown. Yeah. Look, I will say right now, if, if they don't have trade for Watson, if they don't make a, a play for a quarterback in the league and they have 19, I wouldn't mind them trading back at 19 because right. It's kind of a no man's land uh, where you're there because you're kind of where Zavon Zavin Collins is Nick Bolton, you know, Kadarius Tony most likely is going to be there. You're going to have some options, but it's almost like in one of those situations where you you don't want to overdraft in that kind of scenario. And yeah. so I would rather see them tra- tra- trade back. And then that way have some more middle round guys to be able to use on, like you said, Dwayne Eskridge or one of these wide receivers and playmakers to kind of help your team out, especially on the offensive line as well. What about you, Todd? Yeah, I – if. Like, I think an ideal scenario would be, let's say, in, in a, a magical world, like Derek Carr gets like cut or something, or you, you you give up not a lot to get him and you still have your first and you're looking wide receiver, maybe where the value right. is just so deep, you could trade back and right. still get a really good guy. Yeah. Sure. You know, something like that. Um, 
but if you don't manage to address quarterback before the draft, then yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, there's no, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That, that's just, that's what it is. You have to address quarterback before the draft, or you got to take somebody in the draft. Like there's yeah. no waiting around. There's no beating around the bush. Like you got yeah. it's now or never. So yeah, exactly. I'm in the same place. I, I mean, it really all depends. It depends on what prospects are there. Uh, really. Let's say we get quarterback figured out with whoever it is. They, they say they're going to go with, we're going with them. It really depends on who's there. Like if there's no receivers that are worth taking right there at 19 and they may still be available at the end of round one and same with linebackers. And it's just like, a, just gain some assets, trade back. Yeah. But uh, I think that they are, they may end up having to trade up to be completely honest with you for a quarterback. I, I really hope not. I think that's the worst case scenario. I think you're the worst case scenario. So how about that? I know. (laughs) I love you. Now, Mike's last question, I think is a really good one. Before we finish off with Burroughs and then we're going to get out of here. Does it matter if your team, like if your quarterback is good enough, if your quarterback is great, or is it if you have an average QB, can he win a Super Bowl if he's surrounded by studs? Start with you, Todd. That's a good question. (laughs) That's a great question. I love this question. I have this conversation with myself so much. Um, (laughs) You can win a Super Bowl, but you won't be a team that consistently wins or is in contention. Look at the teams that have been for the last, let's say, about 10 years. Look at Russell Wilson. Look at Aaron Rodgers. Look at the the Packers. Look at the Chiefs. Patriots. Look at the Patriots. Look at the Colts with Peyton Manning. Look at the Steelers. Look at... So you, it's very rare you find a true franchise quarterback with a team that's not consistently in contention, but it's very often you find a team without a franchise quarterback that's not in contention. Mm. So you could yeah. win a Super Bowl, like Jared Goff could take you, you know, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo could take you, Trent Dilfer could take yeah. you, yeah. but they didn't go back with that same guy. And, 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 and two of them didn't win. So. 100, 100, I don't even have to talk because that's exactly <laughs> what I was about to say. Like, yeah, you need a franchise guy to Daniel be a consistently Hall. good team in, yeah. in this league. And that's look, the at the, look at the Lions. Look at the Lions with Matt Stafford. They right. had a very good quarterback who's severely underrated, criminally underrated. Yeah. They, didn't, they, they didn't win shit because, I mean, he's not the top of the line guy. He's look, not. Look at, yeah. I mean, look at yeah. Houston. Even with Deshaun Watson throwing the, right. the stats that he had, they only four won games. four games. And it's right. because yeah. of the, the people around him, the team and the staff around him. And mm-hmm. in those scenarios for the Super Bowl, if your quarterback doesn't get you to that level, you have to have a literally above average team, like one of the best yes, all time teams. Yeah. You do. Right. The Ravens look at the uh, the Ravens with Joe Flacco when they won. Look at the mm-hmm. Broncos with Peyton Manning when they won, where he barely won them that game, and he didn't right. even play well in that right. game. It was because how good that defense was. So exactly, that, you have to build up your team in one or two areas. That is. Uh, surrounding that quarterback position and then with that mediocre play or have a good quarterback and kind of balance it out with the rest of the team, which is what Kansas city is doing. Kansas city, the way that they have built their roster and their coaching tab, they are stacked top to bottom Yeah, Yeah. because the way that they were able to go get Tyron Matthew, then Brashad brilliant on the outside. He's playing like a top 10 corner right now. I don't care what anyone says that dude is strapped city right now. They have really built a well, a good team without, kneecapping themselves with the contract of Pat Mahomes. So that's the kind of recipe that you want to go with and kind of keep them on a low kind of deal, but they're hitting fire right now. So yeah. my opinion, you got to get a good quarterback and then kind of balance it out with the rest of the team. And I think the Washington football team is kind of in or, that realm. Yeah. At right unless, now. unless you get that elite elite guy, like you right. said, and then right. you're, you're content every year, every year. Yeah. yeah. What well, can I add one more thing to that? Uh, the quarterback is one position and we, we all agree that like a really good quarterback can help make up for deficiencies in other areas. Yeah, like you right, have to right. have a good team, but if, if you have a good team with a great quarterback, you can be better than what you are. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Quarterback is one position. 
It's the most the important position in sports. Yeah. So it's yeah. easier to try to get an elite guy or a really good guy at one position than to get 21 good right. guys or good right. enough guys. So, I mean, that's just my logic on it. We're talking about one versus 21 guys that you can easily find in later rounds versus quarterback where it's just, I, just, I mean, yeah, that's price. I know they had like a kind of a down year last year, but like, look at Dak Prescott. I mean, mm. the dude's been covering up and the he holes. Was for leading the, the league for like six weeks after he got yeah, hurt. He's been yeah. <laughs> all the deficiencies for the Cowboys, the defensive side was. for the past yeah. like year and a half. So, I mean, like Reed said, it's the most important position in football and in sports. In sports, yeah. in sports but in football, definitely. So you need that. Football even sport, like so. guy, you just need like a top, <laughs> a top twelve guy to kind of keep yeah. winning games. Kind of literally, like literally, gives, keep you, a, gives you a chance every gives game. You, every game, you a chance. Yeah. Chance. right, right. No matter even what, even if he screws up, he right. still gives you a chance. Right. Like there, there have been some pretty bad teams in Green Bay that won because Aaron Rodgers is just that right. goddamn good. Yeah. Right. Like, right. like same, same with the, up and up and on. Look at Andrew Luck and the Colts. Yeah, exactly. Mm, right. Literally, literally yeah. They one. turned him around in one season just because he was that good. Yeah. So, yeah, if you get that top of the line guy, you're good. Finish, finish <laughs> your thought, Hall. You keep going. No, that was my that was my. That thought. was it? Okay. Yeah, phenomenal I can tell when he question, phenomenal <laughs> question by Mike. He, he always has great <laughs> ones for us. Now, to end this episode, Atlas with Burroughs. Oi! From the Oi. UK, <laughs> are you worried what? that the team might get carried away with too much viewing of the quarterback position and that they will be taking their eye off somewhere else on the team that needs to be addressed. And I'll start with you, Todd. So I'm going to say, no, I'm not worried. I'm going to say that I don't care about any other position until they figure out quarterback. <laughs> so probably I would, but I don't think they will. I think they know, you know, where they really need to improve, which, you know, half of it ties in directly with quarterback, which is weapons. Mm. So I think that they'll clearly have an eye on what they need to address most importantly, which is quarterback, but they'll also still have the other eye looking at, uh, offensive weapons and and linebackers and maybe corners or so I'm not worried about that. No, I think that they'll uh, they'll be equally focused on both. Yeah, I agree with you. I think their number one need right now, if you were if Ron Rivera, if we could see his chalkboard up in his office. I think quarterback yeah. is number one, and then middle linebacker is number two. I don't think that they're shying away from that. I think they all know yeah. that the linebacker position needs to be addressed. In my personal opinion, what about you, Hall? Yeah, I'm gonna go. They have. Literally, I see it as they have two options. They're going to go with quarterback X and surround them with weapons, and they're going to go in win-now mode and push all the chips in, or they're going to go with weapons mm. and free agency or and Alex Smith and the rest of the casting crew of Tyler Heineke or Taylor Heineke and whoever else it is. Just call him Tyler I still can't, again. We always call him I still, I still, <laughs> I still can't get his name right. He's I'm still not sold on him. That's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. Five quarters of football. His name yeah. is Tyler, so he proves me otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't get that A in his name. Yeah. No A game. Man. <laughs> wow, that's rough. He's Damn, earn that, that was kind of tough. That was kind of yeah. <laughs> earn that A. Earn that A, <laughs> earn that a Tyler motherfucker. That's not for sure. I think they go literally <laughs> ex quarterback, surround him with weapons or a couple weapons or multiple weapons. Alex Smith and yeah. go from there. What yeah. about you, Reed? Uh, yeah, I don't think that, that. I think Ron Rivera, they're too smart. They know what they're doing. They're not going to neglect other positions just because everybody wants a quarterback. Um, fans, though, yeah, fans will. Fans will we'll only think about quarterbacks and maybe a receiver. But R Rivera and them, they know the roster. They know their strengths and weaknesses. They know what we need to do to improve on. Look at what they did last offseason. Look at the guys that they signed. A lot of fans were pissed off during the offseason. They're like, we haven't signed anybody good. We haven't signed anybody good. I was good. one of them. 
It worked out pretty. It worked out pretty goddamn they earned, well. They, they yeah. earned another year of trust for sure. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. They got my trust. They, they can do whatever they want in free agency right now. They're so far they're hitting hundred. Right. So. Disrespecting my Bad boy Logan thousand. Thomas. I heard that yeah. all summer long. They ain't yeah. got no weapons. Like, dude, Logan Thomas Look. is gonna ball out. Yeah. For your Logan Thomas, I'll trade you Antonio Gibson. So we're, yeah, we're even. True. There you go. <laughs> All right. Thank you to everyone for your fan questions. Freddie, Burroughs, the Colonel, Paul, Mike, Tony, and then Sean and Charlie. Thank you guys so much. And then special thanks to you, Todd. I'm glad yes, that we're finally you. able to come on here and talk some yes, ball because, you know, you're probably one of the better eval- film evaluators on the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. out you're of the Washington football awesome. fan base. Yeah. Your YouTube channel is phenomenal. Uh, the way that you break down the, the film of Washington games and the rookies is, is great stuff. Not that many people had that kind of luxury at this moment. So if you haven't already, go follow Todd on Twitter at Tay and Todd's Podcast or on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts. You guys are phenomenal, one of the best in the game, and it was a pleasure as always, brother. I appreciate you. I appreciate you saying all that. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to be like you, Kyle. So thanks. And, and uh, just got father. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I really appreciate that. It really was really cool to come on here with you guys. And just you guys are, are one of my favorite. Uh, I don't want, like I feel like if I say my favorite, other people will get mad. Uh, then you guys are like my favorite. Right. Show. Exactly. Right, yeah. But I love listening. <laughs> I, I, with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I like um you guys have good chemistry, which is huge right. for podcasts. Well, me and Kyle used to date, yeah. So. Okay, so that's all right. So that that's that has something to do with it. Yeah, you guys have great chemistry, and so uh, and you guys also have great guests lots of the time. I'm not talking about myself, but so I'm flattered, well, no, and yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks. And of course, I really do appreciate Tay. We've had a, who's a former guest of our uh, uh, show as well. I love your guys' show. The the banter you guys have. You talk about chemistry. You guys are one in the same. Really do appreciate you taking the time, Todd. I'm really glad that we were able to do this. Me too. Me too. All right, everybody. Please go and like and subscribe us on all platforms, Apple, YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Google Pods. We are everywhere. All right, everybody. I'm Kyle. Paul. And uh, this old chunk of coal is Mike Reed. (laughs) This old chunk of coal. That one was terrible. All right, everybody. We'll see you. That wasn't Joe. That's literally just All right, we'll see you guys on Thursday. Washington football. Hey. What's up, everyone? This is Kyle from the Burgundy Zone. We are releasing our own merch to support the show. If you want to rock the Burgundy Zone logo or you want to see Reed's face on your shirt, we got it. We're starting with T-shirts, hoodies, and zip-ups. So if you're a fan of the show, make sure you snag one before they are gone. Check out the link in our bio on Instagram, or you can find the link in the description of the video. Thanks again for all your support. Until next time.